What's going on, everybody? Welcome and good morning. Today is Friday, June 16th, 2023. My brain just wants to say 2021. My name's Jeremy. This is my first cup. Slow rolling this morning. I got Gad in the chat. Good morning to you, Gad. I see other people coming in. I feel like my camera's not quite right, but there we go. That's a little better. How are you? How was your Thursday? Did you check out yesterday's episode of Martial Arts Radio with the Q&A? Hmm? Hmm? Did you? I hope you did. <sighs> well, good morning, Tommy. I don't know if you can hear. The birds are rather active. They're quieter than they were about an hour ago. I've been up since five. And it is nice and peaceful out there. Good morning, Ray. Came home yesterday. Well, let me give you an update on the refrigerator. So uh, as I was sitting here closing up the show, my brain had this. Do you have a GFCI controlling those outlets? Oh, and I thought I knew where all the GFCIs were in the kitchen. And I found one that I had forgotten about because I'd put a, a big uh, multi-outlet search thing over it. And I pressed the button and everything was fine. So my fridge works. And I ordered some of those, you know, the uh, the little slidey things that you put on the under the furniture. I ordered some of the large ones of those for my fridge because extracting the fridge, because I extracted the fridge before I figured out the GFCI thing. Um, took a while. It took some very large crowbars because it's it's wedged in there. If if I was to buy a new fridge, there's a very good chance that I would have to do some reconstruction. Good morning, Dennis. So bottom line, fridge is good to go. I had a good Thursday, came home, took a nap, had a great chat with Frank. We're going to talk about some changes coming to First Cup in a, in a little while. But it is Friday. We've got jokes. We've got some quotes. Today's a significant day for me personally. Really significant. We'll talk about that too. It relates to the quotes. And I'm just happy that you are all here. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Jenny. Dennis says... It's Friday and do not fear. Your Connecticut hero is here. Excuse me. Gat says, heat's really doing a number on me. Not the best week I've had feeling ill off and on. I'm sorry to hear that. Make sure, as I'm sure you, you were aware, you're getting plenty of water. What about electrolytes? This is the, you know, we've spent so long demonizing salt that I think most people are salt deficient. Electrolytes. 
specifically salt. If you don't eat much processed food, you are not getting enough salt. I'll almost guarantee it. It is very hard if you do not eat a diet heavy in processed foods that you get enough salt. You have to actively work on it. Because think about it. What, what do you do when you cook? You know, you put in a pinch of salt. Just in the just the my morning water, I have about half a teaspoon of salt. Yeah, salt. There's a reason. A reason Romans were paid in salt. Salt, salt, salt. Good morning, Kelly. Oh no! Ray says my riding mower is out of commission, so I've used my push mower. My yard is huge, like a couple acres for all of it. To twenty-three thousand steps, just doing part of it. Wow. I understand that. I hope it is flatter than mine. I was actually outside yesterday with the weed whacker for about an hour. I went through all four batteries and actually I think five. One of them I went through again and did almost all of it. It was the first time weed whacking. So some of it took longer than, than would normally take. And the, the little feed wheel was not auto advancing the whole time. So that was frustrating. Dennis says he loves him some salt. And he says, and you shouldn't eat large amounts of processed food. So salt. Yep. Um, I don't think we have salt in the, Jenny, remind me, do we, is salt one of the chapters in 12 months to health? Because in the back of my head, I keep thinking about what would the sequel be. And if it's not in the first one, it would, salt would definitely be in the second one. She says, nope, question. <laughs> she's unsure. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not in there. Some of the ones that I would include, cold showers, salt. There was another one I was thinking of the other day. I don't remember what it is. Anyway, so <laughs> Kelly says tequila and salt. <laughs> Good morning, Nathan. Uh, so in announcement, uh, next week is the last week that we're going to do first cup five days. This is the big thing that came out of my conversation with Frank yesterday. Um, I've been talking to a lot of you about, I've been talking to all of you in group and also some of you individually about my need to find more time to be productive because of this show, just the way my morning routine runs, it it takes time. The show being 30 minutes is, does not really take 30 minutes of my time. And so moving forward, next week, we will have five shows. The week following first cup will be a Friday only show. We will be exclusively on Friday. And that is going to give me half a day of work back across the week. It is, it, it's a lot. And for the benefit of Whistlekick, for the benefit of myself, like this needs to happen there. I am not getting things done that I need to get done. And I love you all. And I love doing this show, but I need to do what is best. And sadly, first cup is not best. There are other things that are more important. So this is the compromise Friday only after next week. All right. Jenny's confirming that salt is not in 12 months to hell. Good to know. If anybody has questions about this, you're welcome to reach out and ask me. 
I hope you understand. And if you don't, I will give you your money back. Okay. Got up this morning. It, it's still cold in the morning. It's easy to forget. It's not summer yet. I mean, we're almost at summer, but. It was 53 degrees when I got up. Windows were open. Birds were screaming their heads off. I had one of the best night's sleep I've had in a very long time. And according to this thing, the best night's sleep I've had since I started using it several months ago. It was a great night's sleep. Give me a 96 out of 100. Everyone is giving their understanding, which I really appreciate. And Jenny says, listen, I love this gathering, but it will be nice to not have a hard stop at 630 Monday to Thursday. Sure. I knew you would all understand. I did. Um, you know, one of the things Frank and I talked about was how committed to this show I am. And we were talking, how many times have I missed this show? We've probably done 2,000 episodes. And even if you include travel, you know, being on planes and such, I think I've missed 10 episodes. I know there were two days I missed the show because I severed an internet connection line that was unknowingly buried underground. Uh, a few because I was sick and a few more because I was traveling. That's it. So 10 out of 2000. What does that work out to be? Half a percent. So I've done this show 99.5% of the time somewhere in that ballpark. I'll take that. I, I, I think that showcases my commitment. And there have been plenty of days. Remember when I, um, last year when I was in Florida for the Tony Robbins event and I was, you know, going to bed at two, three in the morning and getting up and doing the show, right? Like I can't just compromise the standard. That's just not how I'm built. So if it's not going to be something that I do every day, I need to take it out. So that's where we are. Doesn't mean it can't change again, but this is what we're doing for now. Good morning, Andy. Everybody, I appreciate everyone's understanding. It really does mean a lot to me. And I knew everyone would understand. I am looking forward on the other side of this, this adjustment to being able to get to my office at 7.30 or 8 in the morning and having you know, two hours of work or maybe more before meetings start, before all, all these things happen. Most of you know I have a coach, a coach out of the Tony Robbins organization. One of the things we talk about a lot is, is productivity and because this is really important to me. And it's probably no surprise to you that I've maximized all the stuff they have. I went through, there's a, a program that they do on um, productivity, essentially, in, in time management. And I was already, already doing 85 to 90% of what was in there. And the stuff that was in there that I wasn't doing was more around stopping doing things and doing more. When I look at the people that I look up to professionally, many of them talking about getting up at 2.30, 3.30 in the morning and putting in a ton of time before the rest of the world wakes up. Now, I don't want to get up that early. But there were days I contemplated, what if I got up at four? Well, the idea of getting rolling, which 
you know me, we've talked about this. I don't roll out of bed and have a fully functional brain. It takes me some time. The idea of doing that and then getting going and then having to sit down to do the show and then trying to pick back up again, that just, that wasn't going to work. But what I expect to happen now is that on the days that I need to, I can sleep a little bit later. But most of the time, I'll be able to get up probably at the same time. And instead of sitting down here at 6.30, probably starting breakfast at 6.30 and getting on the road at 7, getting in the office 7.30, 8 o'clock, and having that time. You know, I've told everybody I'm going to write the second novel this year. We're halfway through the year. I've got some notes in the back of my head, but that's as far as it's gone. When am I going to write that? That's got to be first thing in the morning. There are other things that are much more important right now that I've got to knock through. And if I don't clear that space, there's never going to be a novel. So that is the extended explanation that no one needed, but maybe you enjoyed hearing. Tommy says, the only permanent thing in this world is change. David Bowie. Hmm. Dennis says, change is growth. I say it a little bit differently. You can't have growth without change. I cannot grow a morning routine without making some adjustments. So I will miss starting every day with you all. I, I really do enjoy doing this show. It means a lot to me. And the days where, you know, I felt a little lonely, you know, maybe I haven't been around people that I like for a couple of days. I have all of you, you know, and that really does mean a lot. So good morning, Frank. Jokes. Friday does tend to be the best attended show, and everyone loves Frank's jokes. So th this was this was what we talked about yesterday, and I want to uh, recognize and thank Frank for having a good conversation about this. You know, one of the things I love about everybody on the team is this is not a me saying we are doing this. It's very rare I do that. It's more, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And we have good conversation. And we often come to a better solution than I would have come to on my own. And that means a great deal. Uh, Kelly and Jenny, I, I know and I appreciate that. So where am I? We're going to present over here. Share screen. Jokes for Friday. Oh, as I yawn, change display. This one. The jokes for Fun Day, Friday. Sunday will be International Sushi Day. I do like sushi. Ironically, it is also Go Fishing Day, according to HolidayInsights.com. I asked my sushi. I asked my sushi chef what his favorite role was. He said, "Payroll. Expensive sushi. That's a raw deal." What's the sushi chef's dream car? Rolls Rice. Saying the words, saying the words, sushi chef is difficult. My wife hated my obsession with Asian cuisine. Sushi left me. What's a soldier's favorite type of sushi? A combat roll. Why does some sushi have the rice on the inside of the seaweed wrap? That's just how it rolls. 
At what age did the world's greatest sushi chef begin his training? Two and a half. <laughs> That's so good. Did you hear about the new sushi, the new lawyer themed sushi restaurant that opened up the other day? It's called Sosumi. Can you hear the bird? For a little while, I thought I found something to replace my love for sushi, but alas, it was only temporary. Tempura, temporary. It sounds like the way a five-year-old would say tempura. Temporary. What type of sushi does Bob Seeger like? That old Thai Moroccan roll. <laughs> Two really good ones today, Greg. Well done. A detective recently came into town to visit the new sushi restaurant. He heard there was a fishy business. This sushi is terrible, sir. This is an aquarium. Also a very good one. That old time rock and roll. And Jenny's making fun of me. Sushi chef. Because that's what my brain's trying to say. Not sushi chef. Sushi chef. Two and a half. At what age did the best sushi chef start training? Two and a half. That's one that I don't know if everybody would get hearing it. I think you need to see that one. A lot of these are, are better viewed than they are heard. <sighs> now, the, the second part, the last part of the show today, the quotes. So it is June 16th. June 16th, as I'm sure maybe only one other person in, well, actually, Frank has a very good memory. So Frank likely remembered this. Gad may know this, but I'm going to guess none of the rest of you have random people's birth dates wedged in the back of your head. June 16th was Tupac's birthday, is Tupac's birthday. And for those of you who may be fairly new to the show, if you weren't around a year ago, because this is really when we would talk about this, I'm a huge Tupac fan. And I actually pulled up a quote, a bonus quote that I want to read because I don't know that I've ever shared that this is where it comes from. You've likely heard me say, I'm just trying to change the world. And when I say that, I say that for in that way for a couple of reasons. The word just is in there because I think that's what everybody should be doing. Changing the world doesn't necessarily mean you're doing massive things, but it does mean you're leaving a lasting impact. I'm just trying to change the world. It's something I, will, I believe everyone should do, but the changing the world part actually comes from something Tupac once said. I'm not saying I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I'll spark the brain that will change the world. And the first time I heard that, which was after he had passed, it was something that this doesn't come from his music. It comes from, I believe it's an interview. It may also be from one of his poems, but I'm fairly certain it's from an interview. 
I felt like he was talking to me. And for a very long time, I wasn't sure how I was going to do that. And then whistle kick started. This is my mission. This is how I change the world. Through martial arts. So we've got three quotes from Tupac today. Uh, Stacy is asking that I post that quote. Uh, let me, let's do this. I'll get a link to the image because it, all of these show up as quote images. Uh, copy image address. Let's do that. And I'll drop it in the chat. What I, what I love about that quote so much is a recognition of continuity. We've talked on the show about how my observation that human beings are the only species that ignore, that generally ignore the legacy and the fact that we, we think of, our, of humanity as a collection of individuals, whereas every animal out there recognizes that it is part of a group and the primary function of the group is to sustain, to pass on genetics, to make sure the next generation occurs. We don't do that. But this quote is absolutely an acknowledgement of that. It's Tupac saying, I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to touch somebody else that's going to do it. And you better believe if I am ever recognized in some big dramatic way, I will for sure come back to this. One of the things I have not talked about much in the context of martial arts is I see martial artists, martial arts instructors really in one of two ways. They either pass on what they were given or they advance martial arts. Both are necessary. I absolutely see myself as someone who is advancing martial arts. But very few people are going to take what they were given and make dramatic improvements to it, to advance martial arts. You know the people who have advanced martial arts. I'm not talking about, oh, I added a couple techniques from over here, although that I suppose that could count. I'm thinking of someone like Tony Blauer. I'm thinking of someone like Bruce Lee, people who take what our understanding of martial arts is and bring it forward. birds. I see that as my part of my job to advance martial arts, not just in technique, which we haven't even scratched the surface on that. That's the stuff that I'll be doing through the school, which I reached out to get my insurance certificate because the town wants to see it. They want, they want to know that they're covered, which I understand. Uh, still on track for hopefully opening classes July 19th. Might have to kick it a week. We'll see. You're welcome, Stacy. Kelly says, I want my students to be better than me. Absolutely. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> Frank says, Jeremy and I had a very interesting conversation yesterday on the phone. In confidence, he told me he has a lifelong dream of moving to Cincinnati. Don't tell him I told you. Um, I think the only time I ever, 
I, I wasn't even old enough to think of it in that way. But the only thing I, that Cincinnati makes me think of, Cincinnati makes me think of two things. WKRP, which I'm going to guess like two of you are old enough to remember. And Pete Rose and Marge Shaw. So basically the Cincinnati Reds. That's what I think of when I think of Cincinnati. I'm sure there's much more. Frank speaks warmly about a lot of things in Cincinnati. See, Tommy says WKRP. Yep. Jenny remembers WKRP. It was a TV show for the rest of you. It was about a radio station. Right? Radio? I, I remember a bit of the tone of the jingle. Anyway, quote time. Quote time. These Tupac quotes. So here we go. So today Tupac would have been 56. A 52. Hmm. Kind of what, what, what song is this from? I do not do a great job of remembering song names, just as I don't do a great job of remembering form names. June 16th, 1971. I'm trying to read this without singing it. Mama gave birth to a hell-raising heavenly son. Stop, Jeremy. Stop doing the rest of the lyrics in your head. <laughs> um, it's the line in his songs. It's the reason people remember his birthday is that line. It's, I believe, the only time he mentioned his birthday in his lyrics. Uh, he, I, I, th I think, I think what we pull from this is the contrast, hell-raising, heavenly, right? We all have that dichotomy. We're all able to do wonderful things and terrible things. And it's the result of our circumstances that affects most of it. Who you are born to determines your genetics, but it also determines a huge amount of who you become in the nature versus nurture. Your nature is your genetics, who you're born to. But your nurture is also who you're born to. The longer you spend with your parents, the more you become them. The more time you spend with your martial arts instructor, the more you become them. I, I, a couple weekends ago, I was in Maine and I was doing some training with my original teachers and I, I love them dearly. They're two of my favorite people on earth. And, and I told Beth, I said, you know, um, an all in weekend, I think I shared this with Andrew. I don't think I shared this with anyone else. One of the things we did at all in weekend involves making a form. And there were a couple moments where I just, I felt Beth. See, I started training when I was four. And other than my mother, probably spent the most time with her as a child. So if I have a second parent, it is my karate teacher. And so there were certain ways that I, as I moved, I saw myself moving as her, and it was really kind of neat. And I shared that with her. It just, it, it's, 
it's it's a compliment I'm giving myself because if you ever saw her do forums, I would at her peak, I would have put her up there with with Rika Usami. I mean that wholeheartedly. Everybody's talking about WKRP. All right, next. And this is one that's become really popular. And if, if you're if you're listening to the episode today, you might want to look this up because it, it's a little more powerful when you can see this. Don't believe everything you hear. Real eyes, real lies, real lies. And this is very typical of, of him, this sort of wordplay, these uh, hom homonyms, right? Homonyms. And I like this one. Because what's he saying? Real eyes, your ability to actually see, to think critically, to observe realize, can understand. When you pay attention, you can understand real lies. If you put in the effort to look at what's going on around you, you will understand, you will see where people are being false. We are not going to talk about it, but I have thought a number of times about what his perspective on what happened over the last few years would have been. I would, I think it would have been fascinating. And I all, I think it would have been fascinating in no small part because he refused to remain quiet on any subject. He was not someone that played the background role. He was out in front. So if he had an opinion, especially in the era of social media, holy cow. Kind of wish, wish I could have seen it, but that is not how the world turned out. Jenny say, says their homonyms are homophones. I don't remember. I'm guessing Stacy knows this is the sort of nerdy stuff that Stacy usually chimes in on. Frank says, I almost had to include that quote, especially now that you can see the quotes visually. Yeah. Yeah, remember way back when we didn't, where I just read them? Mm. And Gad says, KRS-One is also very good at that. The lie, L-I-E, Brary. Uh, and Chuck D, the front man from Public Enemy, it's not our history, it's his story. And Gad says, that's why I love rap and hip hop. <laughs> Stacy says, Stacy does not know the difference between a homonym and a homophone, but she says, hang on. <laughs> Wordplay is fun. Um, if you enjoy, 
you know, this is one of the things a lot of people don't realize is that you don't, a lot of people enjoy poetry, but maybe don't enjoy rap music, which is totally fine. Everybody should listen to the music that they enjoy, but you can find lyrics. And one of the, in my opinion, the best today with the, the puns and, and wordplay is Eminem. And there, there are songs of his that, that come out and it just, the mental gymnastics that happen to take a few synonyms and um, the cadence of words, the sounds of words, the rhyming scheme, just like, hold on, I need to listen to that 14 more times to fully grasp the genius that you just put in. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. Brian says was driving. Delayed sharing of understanding of dialing back first cup to Friday. Kelly thinks that homopho homophones, I believe, are words that sound the same. Um, well, that that's my understanding of what a homonym is, right? A synonym, two words that mean the same. Uh, homonym, two words that sound the same. And if I'm remembering it super correctly, an antonym are is two different meanings of the same word. All right. Thank you, Stacy. Homonyms are words that have different meanings, but are pronounced or spelled the same way. There are two types of homonyms, homophones and homographs. Homophones are words that sound the same, but have different meanings. Like there, 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 and it's, it's. Awesome. And Gad says, that's correct, as an English teacher. That's funny. Um, you know, it's it's always fascinating to me the people who learn who don't learn English just from immersion, right? The people who actually learn it with some structure know so much more about our language than than we do. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Tommy says I enjoy written out lyrics. Things get far more deep. Yes, they absolutely do. Stacy says adds on homographs can be pronounced differently, like bass the fish and bass the instrument, or the same, like fair, meaning equitable, or a carnival. Mm. Dennis says, so much mental gymnastics at 7 a.m. Well, let's get through this last quote, and then I will send you on your way. This is the closing to... The song, if I'm remembering correctly, the closing, a spoken part to this closing of the, to the song, Keep Your Head Up 2, which is on the Still I Rise album, which was released posthumously. I know it seems hard sometimes, but remember one thing. Through every dark night, there's a bright day after that. So no matter how hard it get, say get, gets, stick your chest out, keep your head out, and handle it. In my opinion, it's the most underrated uh, posthumous album. Still I Rise. Some absolutely wonderful things on there. Uh, if you're more of, if you like his music at all, if you like the more emotional side of him, you would, you would like that album. That's the stuff on that song 
or I'm sorry, on that album came from earlier in his career when he was uh, had a bit of a softer touch. Gad. I'm not reading that one, Gad. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate you coming by. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful Friday. I'm off. Uh, tournament in Maine tomorrow. I am... There's a 3% chance I'm participating. Uh, if that. But good friend's kid is competing, and I'm going to see a whole bunch of people that I love, so go hang out with them. Uh, take care of some family business Sunday morning and then back here tonight. Crashing Craig's uh, Craig Wareham, frequent contributor to Martial Arts Radio, rare participant in First Cup. But Craig Wareham's school is having a weekend camp, and I'll be crashing that tonight and hanging out. I don't know if I'm teaching. We will find out soon. Take care, everyone. I appreciate you. This is one of the longest episodes we've ever done, and I don't think that's an accident. So, thank you. See you Monday. Peace.